Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 181 tonight, and the topic is Casino. Another segment of our Mafia Marathon Mob Movie Reviews. This was a 1995 film starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone, and it was directed by the legendary Martin Scorsese. Um, Casino follows Sam Ace Rothstein, played by Robert De Niro, the legend himself, a Jewish-American gambling expert handicapper who was asked by the Chicago outfit to oversee the day-to-day casino and hotel operations at the Tandris Casino in Las Vegas. Supporting character included uh, Nikki Santaro, played by Joe Pesci, the legend, a made man and friend of Sam, and Ginger McKenna, played by Sharon Stone, which Sharon Stone played her ass off in this movie. And it's about a streetwise chip hustler with whom Sam marries, and they have a daughter together. The, f- the film details operations of the casino, the difficulties he confronts in the job, the mafia's involvement, the gradual breakdown. Um, the primary characters are based off of Sam, based off the real Frank Rosenthal, uh, um, also known as Lefty. And also, um, <clears throat> Nikki, his character was based off Anthony's, uh, Splatoro. Um, he was from the Chicago outfit as well. He was a made man. And Ginger, her character was based off a of dancer, socialite Jerry McGee. So they were this is based off a true story. It's loosely based. Very, very good movie. I personally think this is one of the best movies ever. Not not only in the mafia world, but this is one of the best movies. I love Casino. So we about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform. And Power Universe Returns, Raising Canaan comes on at midnight tonight. So I will definitely be doing a recap for season two, episode one tomorrow. So make sure you tune back in as we start back up the Power Universe. Shout out to 50 Cent. We support everything he does over here on this platform. And um, since we started doing our mafia breakdowns, we've been out of basically the um, the New York, the five families, like we did the Goodfellas. That was out of, you know, the five families. We did um, Donnie Brasco. That was also out of New York. So this is our first time covering something where it goes to the Chicago outfit, which was really, really, really big as well. So I'm excited to do that. And it's one of my favorite movies. And this is um one of the best ones from uh, Martin Scorsese, which he is a legend. Um, the latest movie that I know he did was The Irishman. That was a really, really good movie, too. And that was starring Al Pacino. Uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci so to see all of those three legendary actors in the same movie directed by him that was amazing as well Um, I don't know when we're going to recap that but eventually we will it might be some time down the line you guys know I have a lot going on with the book right now it's done I'm just going through a lot with trying to get it published and uh, find a development editor 
So if you guys know any good development editors, hit me up. You guys always know you can find me on social media. For Facebook, it's Alicia Shanice, uh, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And you can always holler at me um, on my email if you have any requests. I'm always down to do any of your request recaps. If you have anything you'd like for me to reCAP, you can always email me at Alicia Shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com. If you'd like for me to shout out any of your businesses or anything you have going on, you can hit me up as well. You can always inbox, DM, or email me, or even if you just want to say what's up, that is more than fine. And don't forget to follow those uh, Spotify playlists. They are all under Shanice Loves, and it's a whole bunch of music playlists for you to vibe out to. So on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the show. And let's talk casino. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, so it opens up, and we see Mr. Sam Rothstein, Ace, going to his car, starting it up, and it's an explosion. <laughs> but then it jumps back into the early days of Ace Rothstein. We have uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci both narrating throughout the movie. It goes back to the early days of Las Vegas when Ace was running his own casino. Um, talking about how, you know, the casino, the rules of the game and how everything is and how everybody is always watching everybody in the casino. You know what I'm saying? So, this movie was very, very long and I loved every minute of it. I'm going to play a few clips throughout of the, um, throughout as we talk about it. Um, <clears throat> so in the casino, everybody's watching everybody. Vegas, everybody's got to watch everybody else. Since the players are looking to beat the casino, the dealers are watching the players. The boxmen are watching the dealers. The floormen are watching the boxmen. The pit bosses are watching the floormen. The shift bosses are watching the pit bosses. The casino manager is watching the shift bosses. I'm watching the casino manager, and the eye in the sky is watching us all. We have a dozen guys up there, most of them ex-cheats, who know every trick in the house. So everybody is watching everybody. And after that, everything went back to Kansas City. <laughs> and they controlled the whole damn operation. Um, now, one thing about in the 60s, and we see this throughout... Everything we learn, we watch, it could be a movie, a documentary. Who was running everything? The Teamsters. And that's what helped the mob stay in such control back in those days is they ran the Teamsters. And in this movie, we see Philip Green was the front. He didn't run shit. He didn't know anything, but he was the front man behind the Teamsters. 
and um i don't know when we're going to get to especially with power returning and you guys like i said you know i'm working on a book so that's slowing slowing up the pod so i do apologize about that as soon as i hit publish guys and get that book out there i'm back on my dribble and we pushing out content heavily and we're gonna merge the book with the podcast so you know i keep telling you guys i'm i do apologize with the delays in the pod but that's what's taking me so long but um when we get everything and i'm caught up Speaking of Teamsters and, you know, how we've been covering everything mob-related, we definitely have to talk about Jimmy Hoffa. That is a must. We definitely have to talk about Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> but um, back to the movie. Now, we see Ace was the brain surgeon of gambling. He ate, breathed, slept, gambled, everything. He was that damn good. He was a guaranteed winner and always took all the information he had back to Reno. Reno Reno was one of the top made men out of Chicago. And he took everything back to him as he should. Keeping Reno happy was the best, most secured security for him in the world. And also not only that, was he making money for, you know, back home. And Reno was happy with him. Also, he had Nikki who was watching his back and they were a great pair. He brought in the money. Nikki was the muscle. Nikki was a hundred percent muscle. He was an enforcer. He was a hitman. Nikki was no joke. And only Joe Pesci could have played the hell out of this role. Like he did. We see in Vegas, they had to keep, the Cowboys happy because they ran everything in the political world. They were the judges. They were, you know, law enforcement. They were in control. So we see they even had some of their relatives working in the casino and Ace wasn't too happy about them. He thought, you know, the one guy was dumb, (laughs) but you know, he had to do what he had to do to keep them happy. We see in Vegas, they had to keep um, the whole system running properly. So they had a fine system. They had a fine system. They um, keep them playing, and the more they play, the more they lose. And it all, in the end, it all goes back to the casino. And then we meet Miss Ginger as the movie proceeds. And after they show us on how the operation is going, when they show us how back home is with Reno and them running everything, then we meet Sharon Stone's character, ginger and it's so many parallels with ginger and miss annette benning who played um virginia in bugsy (laughs) it's so many parallels um both of these women played their ass off i can't even say who played the best role but ginger sharon stone and virginia child oh my god these two women they played this role in this movie uh ginger was a character herself and we're gonna talk a lot about ginger momentarily i'm gonna play the clip of miss ginger Yes. 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 Yes.
fell in love right there but in vegas for a girl like ginger love costs money ginger was a firecracker and like sam just said he fell in love right away she was something and he instantly fell for it ginger was a hundred percent hustler a showgirl but one thing that we see she couldn't shake in this damn movie was her dusty pimp lester diamond a real scumbag <laughs> a real scumbag lester was a scumbag now after we get introduced to ginger and they start dating for a while it's all good it's all good but then here comes Nikki. Nikki and his wife Jennifer come to come to town, and Jennifer was a uh, um a firecracker as well. She uh she was a firecracker as well. But they arrive in town, and you know it's, it's all good at first. It's all good, and then Nikki asks, you know, what does what does Sam think about him coming to Vegas? He hit me with it. What do you think about me moving out here? You mean I have your permission? I'll sure you have my permission, but I, I just gotta tell you, it's no joke out here. It's no joke. You gotta, you gotta keep a low profile. It's not like back home. Right off the bat, they don't like guys like us. And the sheriff's a real cowboy. Even the coppers aren't afraid to bury people out in the desert here. I don't care. I wanna get away from back home for a while. I'm tired of that shit back there. Look at this place. It's made of money. You know what the best part is? Nobody's gonna know what we're doing. There's nobody here to see us. Everybody's back home. Nick, I gotta tell you, I got pinched twice for no reason. You really gotta be careful. I'm running a licensed place. Everything's legit. Oh, well, don't worry about it. I'm not gonna do anything. What am I gonna do? I'm especially not gonna involve you in anything. Nobody Catch a fish. Ain't so Vegas one way. Well, this guy tell him I'm coming? Of course. But I saw it another. I saw it as untouched. I mean, they had bookies, pimps, and drug dealers I could shake down. Who the fuck were they going to run to? So I started getting everybody in line. Best of all, for the first time in my life, I figured out a way to, to lose. Yeah, he had a foolproof scheme, all right. It wasn't very scientific, but it worked. When he won, he collected. When he lost, he told the bookies to go fuck themselves. What were they going to do? Muscle Nicky? <laughs> Nicky was the muscle. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Nikki came and jumped straight in <laughs> at the casino on lock. <clears throat> when they caught the two men cheating, oh boy. Uh, talk about cheater's justice. That damn hand when the, they took him to the back and chopped his little hand up. And, you know, I guess they figured in that moment they walked into the right casino. Him and his, the wrong casino. Him and his little friend both. Remember when we watched the Bronx Tale and re-recapped that? And when those bikers walked into the wrong bar? 
these two jackasses walked into the wrong casino and thought, you know, they were just going to do their little scam and walk off their rich. They shut that shit down quick. Even when, um, his friend walked in, he was like, they're not playing, man. Look at my hand. <laughs> they're like, you can take the bag of money, but you know, you, you're not going to walk away with both. Do you want your hands or do you want your money? He like, I want my hands and I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> but, um, yeah and then when Nikki being a muscle they 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 shook them scammers really really quick so you know after Nikki came you know at first everything was going good Sam was just getting hot and heavy with Miss Ginger and everything was going good and 43 year old Sam ace Rothstein's life then he decided to complicate it with the proposal to Miss Ginger now to be fair to be fair to Miss Ginger she was a trip <laughs> but to be fair she told this fool she didn't love him she told him how it was and on her damn wedding night in her wedding dress she crying on the phone to lester as he in his hotel room with some other lady sniffing lines and we hear you know he got her at 14 so that's why she's so hooked on him he became her pimp at 14 uh you know, to be fair, she told Sam everything, and she, you know, she was in love with with Lester. You know, she was crying on that wedding night. You know, she was always crying in this damn movie. <laughs> Sharon Stone played this role, but he spoiled her like a queen. Beautiful house, furs, jewelry, whatever she wanted. So we see as the movie proceeds, Nikki and his crew. They all get formed together and they get more and more out of control. He bring uh Nikki brings his brother to Vegas. They're shaking down everybody. They have the bookies on lock, the drug dealers on lock, they're run, running heists. They're doing whatever they have to do. And they are making it more hotter for Sam, who's more trying to play up that legit front because you know he was always into the gambling, but in Vegas everything was ran with licenses and you know he was running with politicians uh up there with the high up teamsters so he felt like a legit businessman and Nikki was all about the streets a lot of how it happened in real life so as Sam is growing more and more notoriety with the politicians and powerful people in Las Vegas Nikki is growing more notoriety in the streets and getting a very, very reputable reputation about himself. Now, Ginger, she was in love with Lester and the jury only. She in there holding the baby like, Daddy loves me so much, he gave me all this jewelry. <laughs> the only thing Ginger cared about was Lester and that damn jury box, okay? So, um, with Nikki getting out of control, him and his crew, they end up getting banned from the casino. They end up getting put in a little black book. And when you get put in the black book, everybody's eyes are on you. The feds, the police, everybody. So, we see um, Sam, he, even him himself, you know, with him being high up, running the casinos, he couldn't save him once he got put in those uh, black books. So, uh, we see, of course, he brought his brother. They started doing their own thing. They started doing more heists and more scores. And one thing about uh, these mob, mob movies, I don't care which one you watch, you're going to hear some racial slurs. Uh, we hear Nikki in here calling the A-Rab saying niggas. And I was like, really, homie? <laughs> like every, every, I mean, I guess they keep it in true to form because I don't care if you watch a Bronx Tale. I don't care if you watch Goodfellas. You're going to hear nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. Okay? Goddamn. Okay? 
So uh, Nikki was out of control, we can say at the least. But no matter what, no matter who he killed the night before, who he strangled the night before, who he shot, who he buried in the desert, who he robbed, who he got a blowjob from in the middle of the parking lot from one of the showgirls, he was going to be at home the next morning making breakfast for his son. He was going to be making them little flapjack pancakes for little Nikki Jr., okay? That was one thing he was going to do. So we see as the movie continues to proceed, remember the cowboy, um, one of the sheriffs, his brother-in-law, he was also related to one of the judges. He was one of the managers in the uh, casino. Sam didn't really care for him. He thought he was dumb and uh, he ended up firing him because he sat back and uh, they messed up the count. And so he ends, he ends up firing him and eventually that brought on problems of its own for Sam. So then here comes the bullshit with Lester in the mid movie and Ginger takes him 25,000. And <laughs> when Sam showed up at that diner, both of them, they, you know, they looked at like they had just seen a ghost. He walked out with them little bell bottoms on, you know, with his little tough smug, like you ain't scaring shit. But when he got out there, he got that ass beat. And Ginger broke down. Ginger broke down. She cried. She whined. She screamed. She kicked. And her ass ran straight to Nikki. And, you know, She's like, he's making me sneak around and see my own friends. And Nikki like, that's a scummy thing to do. I understand. Not knowing that, okay, bitch, you're married. <laughs> and you're taking your old pimp 25000 And you're running to Nikki who sent the guys to beat your pimp up. So her and Nikki both was a mess. So Sam gets a visit from the brother-in-law after that of the guy he fired who was well-connected with the politicians, and he gives him a warning, you know, that there would be trouble. Because, you know, at first he tried to, you know, smooth talk him like, you know, what about just giving him another job? What about just giving him another title? You know, I, I agree, he's a jackass. He's not too smart, but that is my brother-in-law. <laughs> and Sam was like, nope. You know, if he wasn't in on it, he was just too dumb to catch it, and I don't want him around. So, you know, he stands his own ground, but, of course, you know, you're not supposed to say no to them. They run that. That's their town. So that eventually brought on more troubles as, you know, the movie proceeds. Now we got Ginger. She's starting to be drinking more, becoming a pill head, crying months later, crying to myself. You didn't have to beat him up. <laughs> Child, she took that ass whooping by Lester hard. Like, I mean, he got his ass beat, but he still lived. And she cried for days. She wouldn't get out of bed. She studied popping his pills. She's taking Sam Ulster pills. She's drinking and, you know, just running her body down. Now we see Phil Green. He was the guy who was over the Teamsters, who was basically the front man. He actually had a secret partner that he did a lot of other businesses with. She sued him, which caused the books to get open. And that also caused her to get whacked as well. So we see so much went wrong after that. Um, with Nikki being in Vegas, causing so much turmoil, with Ginger turning into what she turned into, Sam, you know, playing hardball with the politicians and the judges, uh, um, the cowboys there firing their brother, his uh, guys, the guy's brother-in-law. It just started to go down from there, not to mention the books being open, and that took stuff back home when the lady sued uh, Phil Green. So. We see 
all this caused so many murders. It was two dozen murders and they were all connected to Nikki as well. So that just brought on so much steam and it was slowly running down the good old days of Vegas. So word started getting back home that the bosses were, you know, not happy. Remo was not happy. Money was slowing up and it was just too much attention on, on Sam with the license ordeal and Nikki being too much out of control. The feds started to watch Nikki throughout this whole movie and hell, he started watching them back. Hell, they was watching him. He was watching them too. <laughs> Towards the end of the movie, when they shot up his friend, they went and shot up the cop's house too. Nikki was no joke. And they say the real Anthony, uh, who Nikki's character was based off, was 30 times worse than he played in the movie. So, Sam started um, to go through stuff with this license, of course, and we see the grocery store um, from, remember, everything was ran through Kansas City, and everything was ran out of that little bitty grocery store, but the guy who ran it, he was a made man, he was running his mouth so much complaining to his mom and everything else, it was wired, so... They actually, in this movie, the mom who he's complaining to, that's the same mother from Goodfellas who played uh, Tommy's mother. And that's parallel to uh, the John Gotti story. You know, how they had the wires like in the restaurants and how they had it above in that little apartment. And that's where they got so many wire tapes to indict John Gotti. It was just like that. They had this whole grocery store wired and they got all this information because everything was ran from out of Kansas City. So the feds got all the information and it was going back to D.C. It was going back to D.C. So you know what they say about, you know, you get that wake up call to remind you who you are. After Sam was going through all that stuff with his license and had to go to court, Sam got a wake up call when, you know, he went to court and the politicians turned their backs, said they didn't really know him. They had never had dinner with him. He got a hell of a wake up call because Sam had got the feeling himself, too, with him. You know, everything he was doing was illegal, but it was legal. And he started feeling himself because he was high up there and he started distancing himself from Nikki as he should. But he kind of got his little, you know what they say, wake up call in that courtroom. So they end up changing his job title and he ended up being on TV and everything else, causing up hell in the courtroom, which the bosses back at home were not happy about that either. And they damn sure wasn't happy about him, you know, being on TV like that. So uh, I thought this was genius on how the phones was tapped and then they had to do a cover with the wives talking on the phone. So they had Jennifer and uh, Ginger on the phone talking to each other and then a minute will click in and then him and Nikki would get on the phone. So they meet up at the desert and Nikki went the fuck off. Now, I just played the clip of Nikki asking for his permission to come to Vegas. And then Sam was like, hold on, Nikki, when you ask me, could you come to Vegas? Hold on. When the fuck did I ask you, could I come to Vegas? This is my fucking town. (laughs) So, I mean, only Joe Pesci could play this damn role. Joe Pesci, can't nobody cuss like him. Can't nobody go off like him. He went the fuck off in that desert and skirted on down. So, as time goes on, um, he ends up going to the casino, abusing the poor dealers, asking the lady, you know, you smile with that grin, that fucked up face. And then when the poor other dealer come over there, he hitting them with the card, just abusing the dealers and being out of control and banned from the casino. What the hell you doing in there anyway? So as the movie continues to proceed, we see Ginger was losing her mind throughout the whole 
damn movie. And if you pay attention to her drug usage, her alcoholism, it's so many parallels, not only to Virginia. Virginia and Bugsy, she was more of like a seductress. She was going to do her thing. She had Bugsy around her, you know, whipped around her little finger. But in in her drug usage and you know the demise of her body it was so many parallels to elvera in scarface um played by michelle pfeiffer on how she got the what she got with uh tony montana how she got to you know just being on drugs it was so many parallels to that as well so you know as the movie goes on this bitch then kidnapped her own daughter she down there with lester doing lines sitting on the couch right in front of her daughter she was Sharon Stone in this movie she played this role and she, she was just a basket case so you know Ace was ready to kill her but uh she ended up calling crying to Nikki again and she called Ace asking could she come back home and he like you know what I don't even want to see you just put my daughter back on that plane well well Sam I don't I don't really think she should come alone <laughs> And he wanted her back after all the bullshit and disrespectful stuff Ginger did. He still loved her. So he sent the plane to get her after she done spent over 20, 30,000 on Lester and kidnapped the daughter. As soon as she got the plane, she like, hi, Sam, (laughs) like nothing happened. So, you know, after they kind of go out to dinner, they go back and forth, they get the arguing and she leave again with that damn fur coat and he drag her out the house. She come back. You know, he ends up giving her a pager. And, you know, then she started fucking Nikki. It it was just a lot with Ginger and and Nikki himself. Like, that was a no, 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 no. You don't sleep with. And, and, you know, back in in these days, that's when it was really the mob was the mob. Those were the old school days and they had rules and you do not sleep with another man's wife. So Nikki, he messed up there. So after, you know, she did a whole nother day where she went missing when she got home from a long day and he's like, I paged you. Where's your pager? She's like, I threw it away. It just kept going. Beep, 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 beep. It's embarrassing. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I laugh every time I see that part of that movie. and. Um, she went to go see Nikki and she like, can you just kill him? So Nikki is like, I'm not going to kill him for you. I know the guy 30 something years. Then she went off on Nikki. She was just spiraling out of control. Nikki had to slap her ass. But anywho, shortly after that, after everything was just out of control, everybody got arrested. The big bosses had a big meeting in the back of the courthouse. And, you know, they're all talking about who they think will stand up, who they think will take it like a man. And, you know, Reno was like, you know, hell, everybody got to go. No witnesses. So shortly after that, everybody got whacked. Um, Ginger had another meltdown. She, you know, pull some Betty Broderick stuff running into the house running into his car then she had the police come uh she got her key finally to get her jewelry out she got to the bank (laughs) she got her jewelry she got her money and shortly after that when she was on her own she did have an overdose and uh the real ginger who this was based off of she did have an overdose um and was found in a hotel as well um after that, everybody got whacked. 
and one of the last ones a few months after everything with the court hearings and every uh the indictments Nikki and his brother was brought out to the desert and they got it the worst they were beat bat batted to death and buried alive they were buried alive sam got lucky the bomb was placed on the passenger side and uh the driver's side had a metal plate which saved his life and in the end we see sam rostein was still doing fine uh but the good old days in las vegas were over and that was my you know brief breakdown because two it's over a two-hour movie so i kind of skimmed through it we couldn't go scene by scene but this is one of the best mafia movies and best movies in my um favorite picks of all time i love casino robert de niro played his ass off joe pesci when doesn't he act off i mean when when doesn't joe pesci do a good job he could do home alone he could do goodfellas he could do uh casino he's going to play that role but kudos to sharon stone sharon stone played that role ginger was a whole vibe i mean between ginger and virginia annette benning who played and bugsy uh, them two ladies right there you have to give kudos to them they played those neurotic wives you know and it's just something that shows you like a good man a woman will destroy them <laughs> like you know they go after a certain type of woman and that'll be their demise like when you watch bugsy virginia was stealing so much money that put him in in an even worse position with lucky luciano and you know the rest of you know uh Meyer Lansky and then with Casino uh he could have done much better if he didn't have Ginger you know <laughs> so but it was a really 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 good movie I hope you guys enjoyed my recap I hope you guys go watch it if you haven't watched it it's always a good rewatch that's one of my faves I can always go to it is on stars right now and I believe Peacock as well for streaming services um I have it in my collection so I just put it up and watched it I keep certain movies in my collection in the Bronx Tale Casino and Goodfellas are most definitely in there i hope you guys enjoyed my recap i hope you guys have been enjoying the mafia marathon we are not done i still want to do one on lucky luciano and jimmy hoffa and a few more but as you know i'm a little slow right now with everything i have going on but i will be back on for power book three season two one episode one tomorrow so please tune back in and i hope you guys have a beautiful weekend it's your girl Shanice and I'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice